Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome back, guys. Remember, we've got our $100 giveaway for one of my listeners this week. All you have to do is go into the review section under the podcast, leave a review there with the code word footy, and leave your name at the bottom so I can announce a winner on Sunday night. I'll be picking one randomly, and there'll be a podcast dropping Sunday night that features the winner. There's only a few in there now, so at the moment, it's looking like easy money for someone. Go to the reviews, leave a review with the code word footy, and leave your name at the bottom. Good luck, guys. Let's kick it off. The Saturday night game saw the Melbourne Storm defeat the Parramatta Eels 36-24. to Pretty disappointing for the Parramatta Eels for me. You know, they led that game, I think they led 10-0 or something after 20-odd minutes, maybe 12-0. Um, they scored in the opening minute off a kick. You know, they got a lucky bounce. Nathan Brown scored. So they really had all the momentum going into the game. And, you know, as per the weekend, you know, what we learn is that momentum in the first 10 or 15 minutes, it just means nothing, yeah? They led, you know, that 12-0. They got run down 36-24. So from the 20th minute on, it was 36-12. to Now, one thing with the Melbourne Storm, I'll say, yes, Parramatta had a really good start. They were brilliant in the first 20, but the reality is the Melbourne Storm, they're coming off a week off. Yeah, sometimes it can take a few minutes for you to get back into your rhythm, get back into your structures. And for the Melbourne Storm, it definitely did. Parramatta looked great. But as soon as Melbourne clicked into gear, you saw why they're the team I've tipped to win the comp since December. They are just a well-oiled machine. They know exactly what they're doing. They just fell into their structures, fell into their shapes, and they were fantastic. One guy I want to touch on, and he, you know, he didn't get a heap of fanfare the other night, but the big difference 
between the Melbourne Storm this year and the Melbourne Storm last year is Jerome Hughes. Last year, he was a fullback playing halfback. Now he's a genuine halfback, yeah. He is a brilliant little seven. I love what he's doing. He's not your sort of orthodox halfback, but he's definitely matured into a seven, whereas last year, I felt like he was pretending to be a seven. He was finding his feet, and that's not his fault. Craig Bellamy threw him in there very late, yeah, but I really think he's the big difference this year. Cameron Munster, once again, he's been incredible this year. Some of the stuff he did before he got injured was amazing. Cameron Smith, just up to his normal work there, sensational. Me and Natty said last week that they'd get this side on the edges, and you saw the opportunities that were coming for Fox and um, Vunavalu. They were just on fire out there. I really like this side. I think that, you know, this Melbourne Storm side, as I said before, they did come into this game a little bit slow off the week off, but... It's not their first rodeo. They've done this a few times, had the week off and come through. Last year, they had to go the long way. Yeah, they had to come through and win two games in a row to play Roosters in that prelim final. I think they got done by four points. This year, it's a little bit easier on them. And there's no year that you want it to be easier on you than this year. The interesting thing about the Melbourne Storm here is round 20, they played the Dragons. They rested all their guys. Then they played the Parramatta Eels last week. They're having a week off this week. Coming into this prelim final, they're going to play one game in three weeks. Yeah, now, it can be a positive or a negative. For an experienced squad like this, I'm tipping it's going to be a massive positive. It's been a massive few years for the Melbourne Storm, obviously. Let's go back to 2016. They play in that grand final against Cronulla. They come back next year to the grand final. They beat the Cowboys. They return the year after they play the Roosters. They lose that game. Year after, they fall one game short of the grand final. So they've essentially played, you know, the max amount of games you possibly could over the last three years. You look at the amount of guys in their teams that are playing Origin, that are playing, you know, representative games at the end of the season. It's a long year for these guys. It's been a long three or four years for their key men. And to be able to now, just before this grand final and this prelim final, play one game in three weeks when everyone else is dropping like flies, there's injuries left, right and centre. I think it's massive for the Melbourne Storm. The scariest thing about them having an extra week, though, for me, is that it gives Craig Bellamy an extra week to, to, to watch tape. Whoever they're playing, you know, the Roosters or Canberra, they're going to know them inside out. It's a really scary prospect. You know, we talk about this in other sports like the NFL. If you, you know, if you play a good coach after a bye week, you're in trouble because they know you inside out. Craig Bellamy and his coaching staff down there, whoever they're coming up against, whether it's the Roosters or the Raiders, one, they're going to beat the living shit out of each other. Two, they're going to know what's coming their way, the Melbourne Storm. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing them over the next few weeks. I've said from the start they're going to be the Premiers this year. I'm standing by it. It looks like a Melbourne Storm v Penrith Panthers grand final, which is going to be sensational, yeah? It's the new wave versus the old firm. Sensational stuff. For the uh, Parramatta Eels in this game, as I said, with the start they had, I was a little bit disappointed. Obviously, they had a couple of injuries, and there was a few um, decisions and things that happened in the game that probably didn't work their way, but... You've got to take the result out of the hands of the referee. It's the reality of football. You know, I've seen a lot of Parramatta Eels fans pointing fingers this week. It's not our fault. It's referees. It's this. It's that. Deal with it. Yeah, the good teams, they deal with it. They take the decision out of the referee's hands. They don't leave it up to coin tosses during the game. Just get it done. You led 12-0. Yeah, you lead 12-0. You should be able to finish the job. They didn't. Yeah, they had they had the Melbourne Storm on the ropes, and they let them back into that game. The Parramatta Eels, they play South Sydney this week, and... I really don't know about this game. I'm leaning towards South Sydney, to be honest with you. I think Mike Acebo, he's going to be a massive loss for them. Blake Ferguson, he's been hobbling around. And defensively, he's just been lacking confidence the last few weeks. So if he is on one leg, I'm a little bit worried about him this week, especially with the way that Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds are attacking at the moment. Their wings are seeing plenty of ball and plenty of clean ball. The way that Corey Allen's playing too, 
It's just, it looks like trouble to me. I said, I said for the last few weeks, I think South Sydney are pretenders. I said the same thing about Parramatta. I think South Sydney will get them this week. I don't think either of these two teams can win the comp. I don't think either of these two teams can beat Penrith. But, geez, if there's any time you want to play the Penrith Panthers, it's after a week off. It could just slow their momentum. It'll be really interesting to see how they handle it. This is a big game for both these teams. Yeah, if they do win this game and they go through, they're a real chance to beat Penrith, I think. You never know how the Panthers are going to respond to it. I think the Panthers will still beat either of these teams regardless, but you just don't know how they're going to respond to that week off until they get out there. Let's see how they travel.